Chapter Four of Marjorie Dean, High School Freshman by Pauline Lester. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Ashley Jane. Chapter Four, Sanford's Latest Freshman. Will you tell me the way to the principal's office, please? A clear voice broke in upon the conversation of two girls who had paused before the broad stairway leading to the second floor of the Sanford High School for a last word before separating for their morning recitations. At the sound of the soft interrupting voice, which contained a touch of perplexity in its tones, both girls turned quickly to regard the owner. They saw an attractive little figure, wearing a dainty blue cloth gown which was set off by hand-embroidered cuffs and an open rolling collar of sheerest white. From under a smart blue hat escaped a wealth of soft brown curls, while two brown eyes looked into theirs with an expression of appeal that brought forth instant reply. Miss Archer's office is the last room on the east side of the second-floor corridor. I'm going there now, and shall be glad to show you the way, was the quick response of the taller of the two girls, accompanied by a cheery smile that warmed Marjorie Dean's heart and made her feel the least bit less of a stranger in this strange land which she was about to explore. Thank you, she returned gratefully trying to smile in an equally friendly manner. Marjorie's first day of school had begun far from propitiously. She had not reckoned on making her initial appearance in Sanford High School alone. It had been planned that her mother should accompany her, but when Monday morning came, her beloved captain had awakened with a racking headache, which meant nothing less than lying in bed for a long, pain-filled day in a darkened room. Torn between sympathy for her mother and her own disappointment, Marjorie had experienced a desire to go to her captain's room and cry her eyes out. But being fashioned of sturdier stuff, she made a desperate effort to brace up and be a good soldier. This was just another of those miserable vicissitudes that no one could foresee. She must face it without grumbling. Her father had already telephoned for a physician when she entered her mother's room, and Marjorie put on her sweetest smile as she kissed her mother and assured her that she didn't in the least mind going to school alone. As she followed the young woman up the stairs and down the long corridor, Marjorie felt her heart beat a little faster. Her low spirits of the early morning began to rise. How good it seemed actually to be in school again, and what a beautiful school it was. Even Franklin would appear dingy beside it. She gazed appreciatively at the high ceiling and the shining oak wainscotings of the wide corridor through which she was passing. When her guide, who was tall, thin and plain of face, opened the last door on the right and ushered her into a beautifully sunshiny office, which seemed more like a living room than a place wherein business was transacted, Marjorie uttered an involuntary, Oh, how lovely! 
"'Yes, isn't it, though?' returned the tall girl. "'This is Miss Archer's own idea, and so far it's proving a brilliant success. "'That is, we all think so. "'Is Miss Archer in her private office?' she asked the young woman who had risen from her desk near the door and came forward to receive them. Marjorie would have liked to ask her new acquaintance what she meant, but at that moment a door at the farther end of the room opened and a stately, black-haired woman with just a suspicion of grey at her temples emerged. She turned a pair of grave, deep-set eyes upon the tall girl and said pleasantly, "'Well, Ellen, what can I do for you this morning?' "'Oh, Miss Archer!' exclaimed the tall girl eagerly, with an impulsive step forward. "'You haven't forbidden basketball this year, have you? Stella and I couldn't believe our ears when we heard it this morning.' It was evident that the impetuous Ellen was on the best possible terms with her principal. "'I don't remember having issued an order to that effect,' smiled Miss Archer. "'Where did you hear that bit of news?' Ellen Seymour's plain face flushed, then paled. "'It was just a rumour, she replied with reluctance. "'I'd rather not mention names. "'Still, when I heard it, I could not rest until I had asked you. "'The sophomores hoped to do something wonderful this year. "'We couldn't bear to believe for a minute that there would be no basketball. "'We had planned to have a try-out some day this week, after school.' "'I'm so glad,' she added fervently. "'Thank you, Miss Archer.' "'Oh, pardon me,' she turned to Marjorie. "'This is Miss Archer, our principal.' "'Miss Archer, this young lady wishes to see you. "'I met her in the corridor downstairs "'and volunteered my services as guide.' "'With a courteous nod to Marjorie, "'the tall girl left the room "'and the principal turned her attention "'toward the prospective freshman.' At the calm, kindly inquiry of the grey eyes, Marjorie's feeling of shyness vanished, and she said in her most soldierly manner, as though speaking to her mother, "'Miss Archer, my name is Marjorie Dean, and I wish to enter the freshman class of Sanford High School. We moved to Sanford from the city of B. We have been here just a week. I was a freshman in Franklin High School at B.' Miss Archer took the young girl's hand in hers. Her rather stern face was lighted with a welcoming smile. Marjorie's direct speech and frank, honest eyes had pleased the older woman. "'I am glad to know that we are to have a new pupil,' she said cordially. "'The freshman class is smaller than usual this year. "'So many girls leave school when their grammar school course is finished.' I wish we could persuade these mothers and fathers to let their daughters have at least a year of high school. It would help them so much in whatever kind of work they elected to do later. That is what mother says, returned Marjorie quickly. My mother intended to come with me today, but was unable to do so. She did not go into details. Young as she was, Marjorie had a horror of discussing her personal affairs with a stranger. She will call upon you later. 
I shall be pleased to meet your mother. Miss Archer made courteous answer. The first and most important matter to be considered this morning is your class standing. Let me see. B is in the same state as the town of Sanford. I believe the system of credits is the same in all the high schools throughout this state, as the examinations come from the state board at the capital. What studies had you begun at B? English composition, algebra, physiology, American history, and French, recited Marjorie dutifully. Miss Archer raised her eyebrows. You are ambitious. We usually allow our pupils to carry only four subjects. But these are quite easy subjects, pleaded Marjorie. That is all except algebra. I am not especially clever in mathematics. I am obliged to study very hard to make good recitations. Still, I should like to continue with the subjects I have begun. Won't you try me until the end of the first term? She added, a coaxing note in her voice. I will at least try you for a week or two. Then, if I find you are not overtaxing your strength, you may go on with them. Thank you. Marjorie's relieved tone caused the principal to smile again. It was not usual for a pupil to show concern over the prospect of losing a subject. Many of the students rebelled at having to carry four subjects. Have you your grammar school certificate with you? asked Miss Archer, the smile giving way to a business-like expression. Marjorie handed the principal the large envelope she had been carrying. Miss Archer drew forth a square of thick white paper, ornamented with the red seal by which the State Board of School Commissioners had signified their approval of Marjorie Dean and her work in the grammar school. The older woman read it carefully. Yes, this is, as I thought, the same form of certificate. From this moment on you are a freshman in Sanford High School, Miss Dean. I trust that you will be happy here. Sanford has the reputation of being one of the finest schools in the state. I'm going to assign you to a seat in the study hall at once. Miss Merton is in charge there. She will give you a printed form of our curriculum of study. School opens at nine o'clock in the morning. The morning sessions last until twelve o'clock. We have an hour and a quarter for luncheon and our last recitation for the day is over at half-past three o'clock. We have devotional exercises in the chapel on Monday and Friday mornings, and the course in gymnastics is optional. There are, of course, many other things regarding the regulations of the school which you will gradually come to know. Miss Arnold, the thin-faced, sharp-eyed young woman who had been covertly appraising Marjorie during her talk with Miss Archer came languidly forward. This is Miss Dean. The two girls bowed rather distantly. Marjorie had conceived an instant and violent dislike for this lynx-eyed stranger. Take Miss Dean to the locker room, then to Miss Merton. Say to Miss Merton that Miss Dean is a freshman and that I wish her assigned to a desk in the freshman section. 
With a last glance of pleasant approval, which Marjorie's pretty face, dainty attire, and frank yet modest bearing had evoked, the principal retired to her inner office, and Marjorie obediently followed her guide, who, without speaking, set off down the corridor at almost unnecessary speed. This way, she directed curtly as they reached the main corridor. They passed down the corridor, descended a second stairway, and brought up directly in front of long rows of lockers. Within five minutes Marjorie's hat had been put away, and she had received a locker key. This done, her companion hurried her upstairs, and down the wide corridor through which they had first come. Then she suddenly opened a door, and Marjorie found herself in an enormous square room which contained row upon row of shining oak desks, occupied by what seemed to her hundreds of pupils. In reality there were not more than 240 persons in the room, but in the eyes of the little stranger everything was quadrupled. How different it was from Franklin! So this was the study hall, one of the things on which the school prided itself. In the front of the rows of desks was one large desk on a small raised platform, reminding Marjorie of an island in the midst of a sea. At the desk sat a small grey-haired woman, who peered suspiciously over her glasses at Marjorie as she was lifelessly introduced by Miss Arnold. "'I don't like her at all,' was the young girl's inward comment as she walked behind the stiff, uncompromising, black-clothed back to a desk almost in the middle of the last row of seats on the east side. But Marjorie experienced a little shiver of delight as she seated herself, for directly in front of her, and gazing at her with reassuring, smiling eyes, was the picture girl. End of chapter 4 Recording by Ashley Jane